SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memory, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you here, Sportsbook Radio, AM fourteen hundred KSHP, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, and yeah, we started talking about the hockey game very briefly. That was cool to see, boy. That was just unadulterated amateur sports at its best, man. Those kids were passionate. It was fantastic, as you said. The U.S. team was really a team. Uh, Canada had has all, has all those all stars. Canada got it going um, midway through the second period and then finished off the game strong. If Canada had played the whole game like they played the back half of the game, that would have been a fantastic game. Uh, the U.S. really, really good. Um, Zegers, that, now there were a couple of uh, posts that were hit by Canada. It could have easily been 2-1, even 2-2. And, uh, and the Zegers, that second goal, again, the, the big hit by Sanderson, I thought, set it up. But th- there's, there's a camera in the back of the net for these you know, bigger games and I think that that puck would have gone around the back of the net if not for that camera back there. And um, the, the, the Canadian goalie, um, you know, went to the other side anticipating the, the puck coming around the back of the net. And instead it bounces back uh, to Zegras, who's, as you're facing, it's on the left side of the net. And he's able to, to sneak it in because the goalie had anticipated it going around the back of the net was on the other side Those of the net. Those were live boards. Yeah. Live well, boards. I thought did, didn't it hit a camera in the net there? Wasn't that part of the reason or no? Did I, did I Which that one? Wrong? The, 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 the second goal, yeah, by Zegras. No, no, it, 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 it came. They it, were, came it, it became kind of a set play. The boards were so live they would shoot it off the boards back okay. into the front of the net. The Montreal, uh, the Bell Center, uh, they they had live boards. Montreal used to have set plays, bang it off the boards, come right back into the high slot. Uh, but Zegras, no, he was behind the net, and he got it. And, uh, boy, it was, was a great game, though. Yeah, it really was. was. Vinny Maliulo's joined us, our dear friend, LVDC, and, of course, our friends at Gone Gaming and the Paramutual uh, wagering for uh, all the horse players in the state of Nevada and a legendary sports book director and one of our all-time favorites joins us today. Hello, Vin. Happy New Year, my good, good pal. Happy New Year, buddy. Uh, you and Stevie, all the listeners, thanks for the for the kind words. Yeah, it's uh takes you five minutes just to give you all my my mr haney uh hats <laughs> <laughs> oh you should not have you should not have opened that door pal <laughs> i mean yeah. green acres ne- next week uh, next week we, you might start calling you arnold ziffel <laughs> why oliver wendell didn't tell him to just take a hike and don't ever come down my road again is beyond me <laughs> nice hey vinny's busy maybe we got a sh- very short segment with you vin super wild card yep. weekend i just wanted to get your take yep. here uh i think it's going to be the, the handle on all these games uh you know morning noon and night basically we're going to have some fun well, I tell you what, I think one of the best things we, you know, we give the NFL a lot of grief, but one of the best things they did, I thought, was uh, give one bye. They expanded the playoffs, but they gave one bye, and that's fine in each conference. But you got three games on Saturday and three on Sunday, right? And they're positioned beautifully. When you look at the, the time slots, and these are Pacific times, obviously, ten o five, one forty, and five fifteen. 
you got those in back-to-back days. Now, here's another one. I consider it to be seven playoff games because when you look at this matchup on Monday night between Ohio State and Alabama, ah. game will have as much handle, if not more. There may be a bigger decision. You know, depending on what happens on Saturday and Sunday, that's going to be the, the, the game that everything rolls over to, guys. So that game will certainly be booked and bet just like these playoff games, and rightfully so. Two, uh, two of the you know the name of uh, franchises, if you will, the two of the name colleges in uh, in college sports. Uh, let me tell you, these these games here are going to be bet so heavily. You'll have a, a I, I think we'll have a, a a playoff a first weekend playoff record. It wouldn't shock me between oh. the six on Saturday and Sunday, and then going into Monday night. And- Vinny and Bama's going to be on well, every first round, I should well, say. But Bama's going to be on every teaser going into Monday night. Oh, no question. Well, I think, you know, you'll have teasers on both. I mean, let's face it. When you look at the number on the game, which is uh, about seven and a half, it did tick up to eight a couple of times uh, at the South Point. Uh, you'll see some uh, some more seasoned folks uh, take a shot with, uh, with the dog as well, you know. I mean, uh, but certainly Bama – uh, is going to be in more teasers. The public is is all over the uh, the Crimson Tide, and and they'll they'll be, they'll bet them very heavily. And I'll tell you another thing, you'll see a lot uh, just like last week, and and, and tip the cap uh, to the betters last week uh, with money line parlays, right? Particularly uh, to some of these favorites. So that you you can look at a lot of these games right now. You're seeing favorite money uh, for the most part come in. Aside from the uh, the Rams game, they're getting the betting attention right now. That game's down to three and a half off. Four and a half, but you know you're seeing uh, the Bills are getting some love uh, uh, from six and a half up to seven, and the pros grabbed the seven. At Buccaneers uh, got as high as nine yesterday, now back to eight and a half. Uh, you know, so when you when you look at these games, then the Steelers, of course, uh, with their situation, not not just with the, the Browns' health situation, but uh, the fact that it's a payback, right? And they're going to be with the Roethlisberger. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be uh, very popular this week. Maybe I'm you know maybe I'm dead wrong, but I, I just all the numbers look you know I get it and, and the rationale behind all of them. The one though I just I got to take issue with. I'm a little curious, and we'll see how it plays out. But Tennessee catching four, and now the money's coming in. This game's going to close three. But Tennessee and Derrick Henry catching points at home like this. I mean, okay, yep. uh, Baltimore closed the season well, Vin. And I know Tennessee's defense is a dog's breakfast, but they can score with the best of them. And if they've got the lead, they've got Derrick Henry to close games out. And my thing is, Baltimore, they get the miracle win against Cleveland, and then they beat the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. I mean, that's no gauntlet. Yeah. I just I don't understand – Baltimore being that big a favorite on the road. Well, um, they score point. Listen, to your point, both teams are scoring. That's why that, that total is the highest total on the board. It's up to 55 of the six games. Uh, three and a half. They initially took the three and a half, Brian. Uh, and again, it went to three, but then they laid it right back. Uh, it, it's, I think that one is going to be a pretty good two-way betting game. Uh, you know, there's a case to be made uh, to your point for both of them. Right. And, it's not like there's home field advantage, right? There, it just no. doesn't exist. It's a great uh, game. Anymore. It's a I mean, great game. Teams are going to get there early, so uh, you know there's no home field advantage in the NFL this year. There was a couple of situations, maybe with travel, but that's not going to be the case uh, with these uh, with these games this week. All right, buddy. I know you have uh, something you got to take care with, so we just got the the one quick segment with you today. 
these games are going to be great. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Uh, but And I know a place where people are going to cozy up, sit down, relax, a frosty beverage with the gaming machines and having a good time watching all these games, and that's our pals over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. That'll be a raucous weekend. And, oh, I'm sure the Monday Night Maniacs will be out in full force uh, for the uh, Ohio State-Bama game. As good a Monday night game uh, action, you may as well, like I said, this is an NFL game in terms of, of, of the way it's going to be bet and the way it's going to be booked. Yeah, but we'd love to see everybody. And, again, that back room is open, too, so that allows for the appropriate social distancing. But all the gaming promotions are in place. So love to see everybody uh, uh, during the course of the weekend. And wish you and Stevie and all the listeners the best. Hey, uh, we, make some money. We get real quick. We still got about forty-five seconds, a minute, but uh, before a break. But I just wanted to uh, you. We were texting back and forth last night. The red, white, and blue came through. That was that was a fun hockey game, man. And the NHL's about to start. People are going to go nuts around here for that too. Oh, especially with the Golden Knights uh, and and the fact you know people were excited to you know getting Petrangelo and they. I mean. I, I would caution. Uh, I would caution the Golden Knights fans, though. Uh, this is going to be an absolutely loaded division. So, uh, but that that being said, uh, they have added so much to the growth of uh, hockey betting here. The greatest growth of hockey betting since Wayne Gretzky went to the Los Angeles Kings back in the early nineties. I told you that uh, hockey betting continues to grow, and I tell you what, folks are going to get very involved, especially with Golden Knights. Awesome, bud. Thank you, Vin. We'll, we'll chat next week, pal. Have a wonderful day. Thank All right, you. guys. Take care, Vinny. Stay well, fellas. Uh, Vinny Malio, our friends over to East 4955 South Decatur. And lunchtime, it's lunchtime. Uh, coming up on Friday, all the six-inch subs, only five bucks, John Smith subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook. The PGA returns over in Hawaii, Kapalua. It's going to be great. We'll talk. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you here, Sportsbook Radio, AM fourteen hundred KSHB, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Tomorrow's the big day, Stevie. Tomorrow, Stevie slaps it. Yeah, serious two oh four. Yeah, man, we're gonna be. I think what sporting event is going on tomorrow? Pe- people in Toledo are gonna go. Who the hell is this Stevie Slapshot guy? Oh, they know me in Toledo. <laughs> you're, you're big in Toledo. I'm big in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna have some fun with that. Uh, hey, Jeff Sherman from the Superbooks, kind enough to join us. One of my favorite. Uh, events of the year i got many but this is really one of them i love kapalua i think part of it was in the east when it was primetime golf night tv um you were starved for golf to return the layoffs not been that long this year nonetheless it's a great event and that means our pal jeff sherman at golf odds on twitter over at the Superbook, and the app is awesome and all the goodies are going to be there mr sherman gets put back to work big time with the golf you ready Oh, ready, ready as can be. I mean, it just—it feels like it's been continuous, but it's—it's uh, it's a solid field, so it's fun to do it. How is this one? I mean, it's—it's it's just a golf tournament. I get it, but usually it's just the guys that won tournaments. But because of the shortened year, it's the guys that won tournaments and the top thirty that made it to East Lake in the Tour Championship. This becomes an even more wild shootout in terms of who could win this thing. 
Yeah, it does. It, we have 42 golfers in it as opposed to about 32 in previous years. So more wagering options, more matchups. I did more matchups than I usually do, but uh, it also increases everyone's odds from where they would have been had it been a smaller field. And with no cut and guys coming off the shelf, this is one of those deals where, again, and I got you know, I always, it's kind of a general rule then for me. I'm price hunting on the front end, and then I'll find one of the favorites, you know, uh, that's four or five back on Friday at a bigger price than they were to start. But, man, I mean, and that's the case here, boy. I mean, there are going to be a lot of guys. I think, Jeff, some guys, will, you know, to shake the rust off, shoot a 71 or something on the first day. But all of a sudden you'll see it that maybe on the back nine on Friday, their game kind of clicks in and they get back in the hunt in, in shouting distance. And that's where you find the prices. Yeah, and there's a few guys that uh, that, that can happen to, really. With uh, He had some of these guys during the layoff that are, had been dealing with COVID, uh, Xander Schauffele, Webb Simpson. So it might take them a round or two to get back in playing shape. And just as you mentioned, they might be a little bit back and you can start to see things click and then find a nicer price than the 10 to 1 or 20 to 1 that's available now. What used to be a thing that you absolutely look forward to, although this sport is in such a great place now, I think the depth the depth of the field, anybody can win. But you always, and it's different this year, you always looked at the Australians in here. You had Appleby, Ogilvy, uh, the guys that, that would come and win here because they were going home to Australia, and it's the summertime at this time of year, and they were playing tournaments over there, and they'd come in in good form and light it up. You got guys like Cameron Smith, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, who's a great wind player, and it gets windy here. You always got to take a peek. Don't uh, you should have an Australia on one of your tickets, an Australian. Yeah, the only thing about that is in previous years they had the Australian tournaments they'd play, so they'd be fluid coming in with some form. Yeah, and I'd different. always love to target the matchups with uh, with one of those Australians against a golfer that had been offered for two or three months. And you'd find an advantage based on that, and that advantage this year is gone because of a. Uh, just no tournaments in Australia in December. So, it is. Uh, you know, it puts everyone more on an even playing field and just starting out with the uh, the unknown. But there are trends on this course. I mean, Justin Thomas, the defending champ, you mentioned Shoffley now. There's issues with him. Uh, lost in a playoff last year, won it the year before. you got to look for good win players. Patrick Reed's played great here before. He plays the draw, lower ball flight, plays well on the European Tour, good win player. I would take a peek because the wind can really kick up here. Uh, it's just crazy, that course. Like a guy like Mark Leishman, who's always a really good wind player. Remember that one windy British Open, uh, Jeff? Uh, I think uh, that was the one uh, Zach Johnson won, but he was in the playoff with Louis Oosthuizen and Leishman. I was, you got to look for a good wind player here, too. Yeah, and, you know, fortunately for these guys, it's not expected to be too windy this week. Uh, you know, I put the winning score at 271 and a half. And it's a little bit more indicative of what we saw last year. Now, last year had stronger wins, but they did toughen the course up going into last year. So, of course, going to play a little bit different than we've seen in previous years. But from a wind aspect, it doesn't look like it's going to be overwhelmingly windy for these guys. What? And I'm trying to remember, and it's escaping me. What, what did they do uh, to toughen it up? They move some bunkers around so some of their tee shots wouldn't just be open into play. So they made it more challenging with that. And that's one thing I really recall. Uh, I know they had some tweaks to the holes and, and angles and things like that, but the bunkers was one of the more noticeable differences. What were you looking at 
putting the numbers out here, uh, some of the prevailing things, maybe some of the challenges for you? Well, like I said, with everyone having time off, the challenges we're trying to find out who had been practicing. You know, I just found out yesterday about Shoffley and Simpson dealing with COVID and trying to return to health and not getting much playing time under their belt. So, uh, you know, I have to adjust my matchup pricing based on that. And that's the one thing you always are concerned about with a layoff like this. So uh, it poses challenges from trying to find out information on these 42 golfers and what kind of uh, golf playing shape they might be in. How much uh, more are people involved with the sport itself, Jeff? I mean, we knew it was going through the roof. It was on the rise. But with this past summer, it was UFC, NASCAR, horse racing, and golf. And I'm wondering if a lot more people got involved and now will be golf betters as a result. Yeah, there's no question about it. And all, we had some of our highest handle we've ever had on golf tournaments when we returned, uh, the PGA Tour returned to its uh, its play during the summer. Uh, but I, I think that's going to carry over to this year, and we've seen it at the end of the year, and we're already seeing it this week, that there's people that were introduced into betting this, and especially in the outrights where you can just bet a little to win a lot on some of these golfers, and that's really showing up. So. I'm sure we have new clientele that's involved in these tournaments going to be going forward also. We've seen it over at Don Best too, Brian, with, with those four, uh, UFC, horse racing, NASCAR, and golf. New guys got involved, and a lot of those new guys have now stuck with it. The numbers are up across the board on those four sports. Jeff, how correlated are the matchups? You have first-round matchups, tournament matchups. How correlated are they to what ends up happening in the future index? Well, that's the starting point, uh, especially the tournament matchups. The first-round matchups are pretty much based on uh, the, who, who's playing with who, and then the price is derived from that. But the tournament matchups, I'm always trying to find guys that are in similar odds ranges and then looking deeper into the statistics to finalize the pricing on it. So generally you don't see, at least at our shop, uh, a golfer that's 20-1 to 1 against a golfer that's 150-1. to 1. Uh, You know, I just don't tend to get involved in that. I try to find guys – you know, 25 to 1 that are coming in similar form. If they did have some, obviously this week there isn't. But a similar form, similar course form, and similar power ratings. And then, like this event in each weekly event, and I know you're always on top of something like this, but if a Jason Kokrak or, you know, pick a guy, uh, has a, a really good week, instantly does a guy win a tournament and does this automatically, does that guy take play for the Masters because the Masters numbers are already up? Oh, there's no question about it. Whoever wins or whoever even does well, you could have a longer shot that does well that places top five, and that'll affect their future odds. And, you know, not just the Masters, but all four majors, we have prices up on them. So it can affect it, a ripple effect across the board, and I might have to adjust all of them. Well, I mean, a perfect example would have been, and thankfully he didn't win the Masters because I'd have been sick. But I, uh, Terrell Hatton won in November a year ago, in, uh, in in I think it was the Turkish Open, and he was 140 to one to win the Masters. By the time they got to the Masters, he was 40 to one. Oh yeah, there's no question. You see that all the time, and I'd expect to see that some of these guys this week, and especially you know guys that uh, are up and comers. Some of the young guys were tend to be more aggressive with those. So if you saw someone like. Joaquin Neiman come away with a win this week. He's 40-1 to 1 this week. 
100 to 1 or higher for the Masters, you'd see a large dip in his odds for, for the majors if, if some if a young golfer ends up winning. Any. Okay, and we got about eh, a couple minutes. Hockey, the World Juniors last night, that was great. Training camps are open. We're a week away from the start of the NHL season. You now have regular season points uh, that are offered over at the Superbook. Are they starting to bet you on the futures for the divisions and on regular season points in hockey? Yeah, we're starting to see all that action heat up in divisions, the points. And, uh, we've been taking Knights over, Avalanche over in the West, and those two to win the division. Uh, the points are heating up. And then just yesterday, we got up the, the lines for the opening days for next Wednesday and Thursday. So those games are available. The Knights are a 210 favorite against Anaheim at home. And I just got my email from the Knights, and there will not be any spectators there in the, <laughs> in the short term at least. Hopefully that changes. But uh, the Knights a 210 favorite in an empty arena. It's great. One sport ends, another one begins. But we're in the home stretch, and uh, the handle should be awesome for the Super Wild Card weekend. A lot of a lot of good stuff coming in. Are you, do you feel like you'd, we're back to normal to a degree in terms of, of the the work routine for you? It does from a work standpoint. I mean, we keep putting out more content. You know, I'm just working on the props for this weekend's NFL games. Plus, we'll have some for the college game on Monday night. So uh, there's always something to turn out, and we keep pushing forward with it. All right. Baby golf odds still got a, are all their Christmas toys still working or are they broke? Oh, they're uh, half of them are still going, so that's good. And she, she can't wait to watch some golf tomorrow too. So uh, who broke them, him or you, her or you? Uh, that, I, I won't comment on that. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for doing this, bud. Uh, we appreciate you taking time. Enjoy the golf. All right, Jeff. Thanks, sure, hey, check the app out over at the Superbook. All the stuff Jeff talked about and the hockey numbers all available on the app over at the Superbook at the Westgate. All right, we're coming back. We got Mark Lawrence. He's in the on deck, sir. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here, Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. I'm pulling out this morning, you know, run, running to come to the station. Yeah. And I realize I have no gas in the car. You Wait a minute. You commented on that yesterday. You didn't fix that problem yesterday on the way I, home? Well, no, because my my wife was going to go Oh, get now you're gas. blaming the wife. Okay. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, what do you want? No, so the long story, so she forgot she didn't do it. So anyways, last minute I had a, had a pull. <laughs> so now I'm driving here. My phone, the Bluetooth thing's not hooked up to the car. So now I'm an idiot on the phone all the time. So now I got the the, the phone's not working. Then I'm going. Oh wait a minute. Oh my hand sanitizer crap and, and mask. Everything's in my other. Yeah. You, know, you like my pretty little mask I'm uh, wearing? I got yeah. a, a, a. You know. Like it's a, fine. The cute. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> I want to play checkers with you, but it's fine. I'm like, I'm like oh, my God. You talk about your routine and your world being turned upside down. I got it. Well, all you had to do was put gas in the car yesterday. You'd have been fine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, she's on it right now. <laughs> you know, hey, just, thanks. Get the gas. And look, I'll tell you what. Take the yeah. afternoon off. You don't have to do the roof shingles. <laughs> God, are you lucky. Huh? Yeah. Oh, God, she's the best. All right, uh, tomorrow's going to be great. Sportsbook Radio uh, will be on, and we do another hour for the folks who listen to us on KSHP. 
We do an, uh, from 11 to noon, we're on the Sports Grid Radio Network, but we'll be on Sirius 204 starting tomorrow. So uh, from 11 to 1, our time, which is going to be great. And Mark uh, Lawrence already does done stuff with the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're, we're fired up, Mark. It's going to be cool to be on Sirius tomorrow. I know you'll be uh, doing a lot of stuff with the boys, and you're always there with us, too. Yeah, congratulations, Brian. Stevie, that's a real nice move, and uh, I hope your voice booms out to the world. Uh, it deserves to be done just that, and uh, it'll be nice to listen to you as well on Sirius. All right, my friend. Super wild card weekend. Uh, no fans. You know, a lot of a lot of things to take into account here. Nonetheless, they're football games, and I think a lot you know a lot of belief I have on some of these games how how they will go, but. How massively different was it for you to put all the goodies together leading into this wild card weekend? Well, compared to the college football COVID season, it was a breeze uh, because we have uh, this this weekend here 12 teams that we know a lot about uh, without any interruptions or blips per se. And uh, so it was nice getting back to what we do know, and that's getting ready for the NFL playoffs. The one question, Mark, uh, Mark is uh, – Wolford or Goff, and and we don't know, and I don't think we're going to know until like a half an hour before kickoff. McVay's going to keep it close to the vest, and yet they're betting the Rams heavily. What what do you have an explanation for that? Because I don't. I think Stevie, the Rams are a kind of a wise guy team, if you will, uh, just given the sense of what it is they do, their body of work. Uh, they're the number one defense in the National Football League. They come into this contest with both the better offense and the better defense. And a lot of that, the key word being defense, uh, goes a long, long way toward winning the National Football League playoffs. Uh, and I think what they saw from uh, Wofford last week, uh, they like this week. I'm a little bit concerned because of the rallying around a backup quarterback in his first start, but uh, not so much in the second start aspect. I think the Rams need uh golf like blood in this football game if they want to win he's the quarterback that uh, led them to the super bowl he had never missed a start until he broke his thumb and had the surgery i think it's all going to come down to what sean McVay sees in even warm-ups with him with his with his hand but i don't think he's going to end up if he does start letting uh golf be the person that's going to win or lose the football game i think he'll rely heavily on the running game and his defense mark i'm curious i asked um vinnie Maliulo about it earlier. One week to the next, based on results, we see the way the fluctuation, based on the previous game in wacko numbers. I'm on board with all of these numbers. I'm just a little shocked on this inflated opinion of Baltimore, where they're laying four on the road at Tennessee. You're giving me Derrick Henry in points, and I know Baltimore, you know, they're putting up numbers at the end of the year, but I'm looking at who they played uh Mark, and I'm, you know, I'm taking all that with a grain of salt. Are you surprised Baltimore's as big a favorite as they are on the road, a three-and-a-half-point favorite? I am. Uh, I know the betting public likes to get Lamar Jackson as cheap as they can. That's one of the reasons. The other being, obviously, the double revenge chip that they'll carry into the game from being beat this year and that disastrous home loss last year as a double-digit favorite on their home field to the Ravens. But, you know, if you put all that aside and look at uh, these two teams and the way they're coming into the game, is you look at Baltimore's last five opponents, four of those opponents went 17-46-1 this year. That's about as lightweight of a schedule as you can ask for. And if you look at what Lamar Jackson has done in his NFL career, he is a cripple shooter. He's 19-3 and 
in games against losing teams, but you put him up against 666 or better teams, he's only 8-6 and six straight up into the number here. I think the number is a knee-jerk reaction to what they anticipate the public betting. And I also would go one step further and say there's another team out there that I think uh, the public is in love with this week, and the, uh, and the odds makers are forced to adjust, and that's the Tampa Bay Bucks, a team that they like. And, uh, you know, if you take a look at uh, their last three opponents, they're just 13 and 39 combined. Uh, a lot of love for Tom Brady this week as well. So we'll see whether or not both Baltimore and Tampa Bay can come home alive well, this weekend. Let me throw one more in, because I would just say this. like Everybody said, oh, Cleveland barely beat Pittsburgh. You know, they were playing their backups. You know, there's that little thing called pressure. You know, all the pressure was on Cleveland to not blow the opportunity. And, okay, we know the problems that they got coming into this game. But, I mean, now they're playing with house money. But back to what you were talking about. From the pressure aspect, the Bills have been stepping on people's necks. Baltimore's running hot now. But both Lamar Jackson's got to prove it in the playoffs. And the Bills, yeah, they're great. They won the division. But... You know, they got to win a playoff game first. If they win this game, I could see them getting red, you know, keeping it going. But, I mean, from a pressure aspect, Indy comes in here. The Bills beat the Dolphins and got Indy in. Indy could walk in here and win because the pressure's on the Bills. It certainly is. You know, it's a Buffalo team that's lost six straight playoff games in a row. So, you know, a lot is expected from them being the high-powered offense that they are this year. And I think the pressure is squarely on Buffalo. I think what works in Buffalo's favor here could be the weather. If the weather turns ugly in Buffalo this weekend, because you'll have a dome team outdoors in a nasty weather site, you know, that could end up aiding Buffalo in that sense. And from what you opened up the conversation with the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland appearing to struggle uh, in their win against Pittsburgh last week, there were reasons, you know, there were reasons one because of the pressure, but two, they were also strapped again with COVID injuries or COVID defections, which they're going to have again this week. But I look at Pittsburgh and put all the pressure on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I mean, this is a football team that is as cold as any team entering the playoffs could be. Uh, you, know, you go back, we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, their only good half that they played, uh, and that was only a half, you got to go back and look at that Indianapolis Colts game when they rallied in the second half to barely squeak out a win. Other than that, this football team is slipping cotter pins, and I think the pressure's all on Pittsburgh in this contest. And the one thing for Cleveland, Mark, is they know Pittsburgh really well, even though if, it, it's sad that they have to deal with, with, with these COVID issues going into a playoff game. But um, it's, it's no better opponent for them than Pittsburgh in this situation. They know them so well. They just prepared for them last week. They can carry that into this game. They will. And, you know, you, you can talk history, Stevie, all you want here. They, you know, the Browns have lost, what, 12 games in a row there in, in Pittsburgh against Roethlisberger and Roethlisberger's great record against the Browns. But that was those that was that group of Browns. This Browns team is completely different than those teams. This is a winning football team who has won 11 games. None of those teams in the past had ever come close to being as good as this Cleveland Browns football team is here as well. So sometimes you got to put history on the side, step it off to the side, and look exactly at what you've got coming into this football game. Completely di- different team, Mark, under Stefanski. He, he, this is a completely different organization now under Stefanski. I'm, I am really impressed with what, with what he has done there in Cleveland. I think you've got to give kudos to Eric Berry as well, the general manager. He's the one that really put all this together. He's the one that brought Kevin Stefanski in place. Very, very astute young man. Uh, he, played, he was in the Philadelphia Eagles organization with the Browns for a little bit, made a pit stop there, then went to Philadelphia and came right back to Cleveland. I think he has to be general manager of the year, Eric Berry, for what it is he's done with the Cleveland Browns. I have no argument with you there. Uh, you know what? I go, Going back to Tampa and what you were talking about with, with, with Brady, 
I, I really respect what Washington has done this year with, with the situation with Alex Smith and, and Ron Rivera, and their defense is really, really good. I, I'm going with Tom Brady. I already laid the eight. I thought, I thought the number would go higher. That, again, that Washington defense scares me a little. They, they could maybe slow Tampa down enough to stay within the number, but I, I just think that Tampa has Washington outclassed here, and, and the offense for Tampa has been clicking for the last three, four weeks. I, I think they get the job done here and cover the eight. I think Tampa's biggest concern in this football game is whether or not Mike Evans plays, who's yeah. a big cog in that offense, and the fact that Devin White is not playing. He's their leader in the defense, the captain, the linebacker. I, mean, I think that's a big loss for them. And you go look at Tom Brady in his career. Yes, he has a ton of postseason experience, but he's only played in eight playoff road games in his career. He went four and four. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it amazing? You know, all camped up at home in Foxborough, you know, is where he met with the most of his success. So we'll see whether or not, you know, he, he can dust you know, things off and play a good football game on the road here. I'm, I'm a big Ron Rivera fan, and I think he'll end up uh, – in a sense, out-coaching Bruce Arians, who, by the way, has never won a playoff game. He's been in four of them. He's lost all four games. You know, the funny thing is when you, when you look at it and you, you're sitting there you're trying to make a decision what to do, I look at that game specifically, and if, if you're of the belief that Washington is in this game and contending, I think safer than playing Washington is playing the under. You know, I mean, I, Brady's a stationary target. You mentioned Evans may be out, but, you know, Antonio Brown's in there now. But – you know, I, I just think there's only one way Washington's in this game. Washington's not in a 35-34 game with them, Mark. You know, I mean, I, that, that would be my plan of attack with the game if you liked Washington. I, I agree with that, Brian. you got two teams that each rank in the top six in the league in overall team defense, and I don't see both defenses busting in the same game. And lots of times in ball, in games where Tom Brady's involved in playoff games, the totals are packed a little bit because it's Tom Brady, and I think there's good value to the under in the game as well. All right, Mark. Like It went fast, didn't it? I mean, relatively speaking, those 17 weeks been by the board after a summer that took forever. Yeah, it did. Uh, it was agonizing at times, you know, because of the COVID and all the, you know, the, the delays and the reschedules and so forth and whatnot. But, you know, you blink and you say, my goodness, where did it all go? You know, we're talking about the NFL playoffs and the college football championship weekend all being here at the same time. So uh, complain as we may have throughout the course of the season here. We'll be crying that football's over here real soon. Final minute, Stevie, there was a certain question you wanted to ask. Mark. Well, I'm just I'm just happy for all the Florida fan, Panther fans there that, that they'll, every single one of them will be able to go to the game, Mark. They're, they're allowing 25% in, oh, and I don't a, think they reached 25% that, before this COVID thing started. That's a cheap shot, man. Low-hanging fruit. Let me tell you this real, real, real quick, guys. Here, I'm a Panther ticket holder, and I have not been notified yet of what their plans are. I don't know what games I'm going to be getting, which games I'm not, when I'm allowed to come, when I'm not. It's just a total mess, believe me. Well, sorry about that, Mark. The feeling I got is that you're going to be able to go to every game. There's just, no. I'll probably have my pick of the litter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, always a pleasure. Tell them about the playbook and all the goodies. Real easy. Everything online, playbook.com. Get our midweek alert newsletter for all the playoff games and the college bowl game as well, playbook.com. Mark, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for doing this. You guys be safe. Stay well. Stevie, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Mark. Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com. A lot of good stuff, as always. Great guests. Friday, we'll be out at Sunset Station over here at the STN mobile app. You sign up, you get a $100 sign-up bonus. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet for us. We'll be out there Friday with Andy Isco, Steve Carp. Uh, Bruce Marshall's going to join us tomorrow on our first hour on uh, Serious cool. 204, which is going to be good fun. All right, we're going to come back. 
You ready? I'm ready. Get to work. Stevie starts coming up next to take us to the top of the hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 